Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, episode 27. Yeah, it's been 27 weeks we have. 27 haven't. goddamn weeks. It's crazy. <laughs> um, what can I say? It's fun to be back again each week. We got Justin on the show again. What's good? What's going on? What's going on? Might as well just add him to the fucking... All right. He, he's part of the family anyway. Yeah. So whenever he's on, it's normal. It's not really a guest. Like, he don't, we don't, you know, get him water anymore. He got to get his he own water. He got to get his own water. fridge yeah. right there. But um, fun week in sports? How'd you guys feel this week in sports? Mm-hmm. Nah. Football's gone, man. It's gone with the wind. But it's back. It's, it's gone, but it's back. So It's just whack. No football. The Heat keep losing. This is just. It's um, not. I'm, I just. I know. I know free agency is gonna heat up. Combine's about to heat up. Draft is coming. That's why I like football. Month. You know, football ends and it's like, as soon as it ends, it's it's really when it's starting for the next group of guys getting ready for the season, who are getting ready to get in the league. So right now is big evaluation time for all the draft prospects trying to make it and um, this weekend is really where they get to showcase it in Indianapolis at the combine we saw Saquon Barkley kill it with running a 4-4 uh, bench press was like what 29 reps his vertical jump or his vertical was what like 30 40 some 41 I think they I think said he cleared 40 I'm pretty yeah, sure 41 I think they said he had more reps than Luke Keekley. he had a faster 40 than Zeke and he had a higher vert than Odell. And he had a higher vert than uh, Julio. I mean, that's like when you go on Madden, when you make a play, like, all right, I'm going to take a little bit from this dude, yeah. a little bit from that dude, a little bit from here, and then just combine it, and you have an insane athlete. The, the craziest part is that these teams get themselves in positions to, you know, where they can draft the best player, but you got teams like the Giants – well, if the draft stays where it's at right now, it's you know it's obvious that Cleveland will probably wind up with Saquon Barkley, but you never know what they're going to do with that number one pick. You hear the GM is very open to listening to all offers, um, so you know you don't know who's making calls for that. And but if it does stay like that, you know the Giants are going to pass up on Saquon Barkley, I believe, and go with a quarterback if not Josh Allen or Josh Rosen. Um, and it's just, yo, I understand they do need a franchise quarterback, but I think you can find... When was the last time the fucking New York football giants had a dominant running back? Tiki Barber. Yeah. How many years ago was that? Madden 04. <laughs> like, they... they I, you can't, like, how, 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 do you, again, how do you pass on this kid? Then again, the giants always, you know, throw the ball. 40 times a game, but regardless of that fact, even if I'm the Colts, there has to be strong, strong consideration. Knowing your circumstances, knowing that you need pass rush, knowing that you need offensive linemen, knowing that you, you know, even a wide receiver is is important, but what this guy brings at the running back position is a three down back. Uh, He's fast as you need him to be. He's a great pass blocking uh, running back. He can catch the ball out the backfield. And he just, he's shifting gears when he's running. He's like third, fourth, and then he is fifth, and he's gone. He play kick return, you know? So once he finds his way onto that team, there's no telling what, you know, he might do. Look at Alvin Kamara. Look at Todd Gurley. Look at, look at even Zeke, you know, these breakout superstars. So just knowing that he's sitting there right there and, and three teams might just – pass up on him first opportunity it's pretty crazy I've been seeing Tyler um that dude Tyler he he's always like sparking debates and shit on Twitter and, mm-hmm. and they were talking like why like why would you even waste a lottery pick like that on a running back considering like you could take a player like Alvin Kamara late in the exactly. third round you like 
they they were trying they were like going he was going back and forth with people like why it, like why would you waste that like you see uh, I don't remember off the top of my head what pick like a player like Melvin Gordon right. was but obviously he's a Pro Bowl right. like Pro Bowl player but he's never averaged more than four yards a carry in his career so exactly. far like you can find that talent so much later on but at the same time this dude's like a generation that's, talent like that's what I was using earlier wasn't it mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing because. We all know the draft is made for our going into the offseason. What do we need to assess? But I think what the combine does is kind of like it just puts all the talent out there and it kind of like gives you like a little preview. So you're like, okay, what talent's out there? So let's see what we can address, you know, within the NFL and the free agency, see if we can trade for this player, see if we got that player. Because with and with a player like Saquon Barkley, like, it's, it gets to a point in the draft where you always have that one team that comes down, okay, we need – Giants are a perfect example. Yeah, they definitely – the obvious choice of them would be quarterback. Right. We saw it last year with Eli. They benched him for Geno. Doesn't really like it's going. Yeah, Giants can use every position. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, so when you get a player like Saquon, you're like, okay, we need quarterback. Right. But sometimes you're just like, but do we take the best available player on the board? So I think trying to address things in free agency, well, that's what the combine does. Like it's like, all right, yeah. what can we address in free agency? So when we get to that point, can we take? Do we have the ability to be able to take the best player on the board? Right now, being as though the smart thing to do is take the best player on the board, that leads up for the argument: is Bradley Chubb the best player on the board? You know what I mean? So does Bradley Chubb? deserve to be the, the talk of town like we're giving Saquon Barkley. Like, should they take Bradley Chubb at number one? You know what I'm saying? Should they take Bradley Chubb at number two to the Giants? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, who couldn't use a pass rusher like Bradley Chubb? The game starts on the offensive line, defensive line. Getting to the quarterback, no matter how good your running back is, when you're playing the Patriots and nobody's rushing Tom Brady, he's going pound for pound with him. You know what I'm saying? He can score five touchdowns. Tom Brady can score five touchdowns. So when you got Von Miller back there and a C.J. Anderson, you're pretty good. You know what I mean? Because they went to the Super Bowl, and why was that? Von Miller got pressure on Brady that AFC Championship. He got pressure on all quarterbacks that whole season. Got pressure on Cam Newton. Got a strip sack fumble touchdown in the Super Bowl. Players like Von Miller, players like, uh, you know, Miles Garrett, what he was hyped to be or what he is hyped to be because he had a pretty good year after injury last year. Um, but you think of guys like, you know, Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, just all-time great pass rushers. And if you're a great pass rusher, you can tell – you know that that team has success. Look at Everson Griffin. You know what I mean? These teams – look at Michael Bennett. You know, guys that get after the quarterback bring their team success because – it's just that big of a deal, you know? So Bradley Chubb is up for discussion as the best player in the draft, and he, he really might be. If you look at the stats, if you look at the highlight tape from last year, if we look at his combine day, I think, I don't know if it's tomorrow or Sunday, but, I mean, you can't, you could say, you know, Saquon Barkley is the best, but you can't just say it. You have to bring your, bring your fight because... This guy Bradley Chubb is nasty. So and I, I was getting into that where I feel like the Colts, where I'm comfortable with the Colts picking He'd him. He fit on the Colts. Yeah, and you I mean, got, you guys have had like a long list of those, exa- those guys that just fucking get to the quarterback. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and, exactly. And when you have that, that that's when that's when you're good. You know what I mean? So we'll leave that there. I'll pick up Sony Michelle in the third round. You know what I'm saying? A uh, Darius Geis late pick. Tre'Davious. Uh, not Tredavious. I'm talking about from Auburn. Oh, man. Auburn's running back. Uh, wow. Now, hold on. Carry on Johnson. Thank you. Yes. Thank okay. you. Yeah, I, I thought I of the first name. I couldn't think of the last I name. I couldn't get that. But, I, don't, um, I don't watch the SEC like that, big dog. <laughs> I'm a Big Ten man. Well, yeah, we got Big Ten at the table. ACC at the table. SEC, SEC at the yeah. table. We represent. You know, I, I heard you guys talking about Saquon about how he did at the Combine. And he's actually also faster than Deshaun Jackson in the 10-yard split. That's what that And he did more reps on the bench than Joe Thomas. Faster 40-yard dash than Devin Hester. And Mm, then... That's shaky. 
<laughs> by by point, point oh three seconds. Is he faster than Hester was when he was on three? And then three day. inches more than right. uh, Mr. Julio. We just said we got an ACC dude at the table. We're not mm-hmm. going to go Saquon Barkley is faster <laughs> than Devin Hester. You can take that shit to the next combine and find the guy. He's faster than Deshaun Jackson. He could be faster. By point oh one seconds in the 10 yard split. But damn, this man out, this shows, man out Joe It just Thomas. shows you how versatile of a player he is. Yeah. Or, or as an athlete, not a person as a player, because as a player, we know what he can do. He is versatile. He can kick or turn the ball, run the ball, catch the ball. But as an athlete, he has power, speed, strength, agility, quickness. You know what I mean? Um, we just have to see: is he going to be that smart player? Does he have that that IQ? Can he run in a complex system? You know, because if Cleveland, if Cleveland is taking him and it's funny, Cleveland has a lot that they can do. They can go after Kirk Cousins and, and, you know, use number one on Bradley Chubb. Bro, Cleveland could do whatever the fuck they want because they have like $300 million in cap space. They can go (laughs) after, you know, Saquon and and the best O-lineman. I don't know. You know what I mean? They might throw Rodgers 60 million a year for the fuck of it. Just here, just offers on the table. I saw some dude on Bleacher Report say that the Browns should try and go all in on a trade with the Packers for Rodgers and offer the first pick, the fourth pick, both their second round picks, and like next year's first round pick and all this shit. And I was like, bro, get the fuck out of here. They were actually saying some How do you have a job? (laughs) They were like, Colts trade Andrew Luck for the first, fourth, and I think one more pick. And the Colts basically can just reboot right now. But it's like, really, Mitch? Like, this is an all-pro quarterback in his sixth year. If that actually ever um, happened, or like, no, bro, that that would be crazy. Not like saying like Andrew Luck or Rodgers, right, just right. in general. Like, uh, if, if a trade like that trade, ever yeah. happened, and it could, you know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, think if you're the Browns, you got to hold on to those picks. We've seen it before. We've seen, you know, the Washington move up to get Griffin. We've seen the Rams move up to get Golf. We've seen Eagle to get Trubisky. Eagles move to get wins. So we've seen it before. I mean, I was talking to somebody about it earlier. Like, over the past three to four seasons, we've seen the Browns just keep stockpiling picks. That's all they keep doing. They keep trading away picks to stockpile more picks. Yeah. But it's like, like you Boston just... the Celtics of the NFL. Yeah. yeah. It's like you just win... But they don't win. They got Danny Ainge up there. You just went 0-16. I mean, if you don't use those picks now, if you don't yeah, pull the trigger doing, now, you know? then win. You're just going to keep trading picks to stockpile more picks. <laughs> and then just keep doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to eventually pull the trigger. From what I've heard and seen, I think, I mean, it's never really completely out of the realm of possibility with the Browns, but I'm pretty sure that first pick is locked. Now, that fourth pick. Mm. That shit is, could be anybody. It can be shopped around for anything, for anybody. And like I was telling Julian earlier, every time my ESPN alert goes off, my heart stops because I'm waiting to get that update. That the Dolphins traded Jarvis. <laughs> now, I don't want him to trade Jarvis. Jarvis is not only my favorite Dolphin player, he's my favorite player in the league right now, period. But I can't stop Steven Ross. I can't stop nobody. So if you're gonna do it, you might as well get something for it because you gave a Jai away for what I thought as nothing. So if you're gonna trade somebody like Jarvis away, you better at least get something. Yeah. So, and not a fourth. Something for the third round pick, you know. The fucking best slot receiver in the You're gonna get a third round. You better pick, get you better a get goddamn. A you better get some good shit for yeah. that. Jarvis, the best slot receiver in the fucking league. Um, but the, the, the ball's in his court, though, right? Like they, I think I read somewhere that it's entirely up to Jarvis what yeah. he wants to do right now. Yeah, because after we gave him uh, the tag, the Dolphins kind of sat down with his agent and gave him free room, you know, to talk to whoever you want to in trade talks like they let him openly do trade talks and within I guess a couple minutes of that breaking two teams had already called him I heard it was rumored that Chicago called um the other team nobody really knows but that's also rumored to be Cleveland and then I think you just told me Tennessee Tennessee they said Carolina dropped out um I guess they were trying to be a part of that race um you know I don't want Juice to go to Chicago because I'm rooting for him and at the same time, I'm not trying to play him twice a year, but I don't know. Like, what about like the Niners? They could they could throw some money at him. 
they I don't know if they could trade for him, but they could they could throw some money at him. I'd like yeah. to see him play with Jimmy G. That shit would be dope. But they'd have to wait then because I mean they can't trade for him. They I thought Carolina would have been a, a good fit for him playing with Cam, mm-hmm. but I guess you read that they dropped out and kind of makes you wonder why. Maybe they they're not trying to trade anything or maybe yeah. I mean the asking price is gonna be high, so it that, better be. <laughs> that's one. Thing. I know that. Uh, the Raiders, by the way, lost the uh, coin flip to. I saw that they were going out for like the the ninth and tenth pick, right? Yeah, forty nine is some fucking actually. water. And um, did you hear about Oklahoma's tackle? Orlando Brown, how he had like one of the worst combines. The slowest workouts. forty time in the in the Ever. combine this year, five point eight five seconds, and he did like eleven reps on the bench, and that was it. He just like fucking gave up. He did fourteen. Yeah, and he just like fucking gave he, up. He got yelled at by coaches for loafing. Um, supposedly they want. Somebody said uh, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. That's funny. Six eight three hundred sixty pounds. 14 reps on the bench press. This is the same bench Six, eight, press. 360. This is the same bench press that Saquon Barkley. Who gives a fuck what he did in the combine, bro? All he's got to do is block some block somebody for three seconds at a time. Listen, he's got he the can do that. one, two, three, four, fifth slowest 40-yard dash since, 23, uh, since 2003. Damn. All four above him went undrafted and never started a game in the NFL. Yikes. So where was this dude projected? To not go very good company. That's fun. Uh, yeah, considered many, considered by many draft observers to be worthy of a first or second round pick. But man, did Brown have a terrible two days? <laughs> I don't think that shit should matter. Honestly, I don't think that should affect his draft stock. Come on, bro. Because you see how he performs. What, but in the, the problem, game, but what... the problem is, is not giving your all at the combine when. You know, this is your evaluation. This is like, it's like going to an interview and like slouching in your chair when they ask you a question. You're like, <laughs> yeah, nah, uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, that's what this combine goes back to, like Justin was saying, a draft stop, you know? This is where everybody's watching. Not everybody was watching your games at Oklahoma. Everybody, you know, seen the highlight tape. Everybody has seen, you know, what you could do, your good games. Maybe your poor games, some of your poor games, but not everybody's watching the precise moment that, you know, it's like a talent show, basically. Um, you got you to gotta give it your all if this is really what you want to do at the end of the day. So they'll figure it out. Uh, I wonder if he gets drafted, though. I guess we'll talk about that when the draft comes. Oh, my God. His vertical leap was 19 inches. <laughs> Right, he's two and three hundred sixty pounds. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with turning down the combine. We've seen plenty of people turn it down and then just be like, okay, I must have my pro day. Ball and out at the pro yeah, day. ball out my pro day. But like, if you, like you said, if you're gonna go, I mean, you gotta give it your all. Because the biggest thing that I'm hearing, <laughs> it's not even. I mean, yeah, the numbers speak for themselves, but. What really speaks is his lack of effort. Like, if you just going to show up and then just not care, yep. then people are not going to care to draft you. So, in other combined draft NFL news, Lamar Jackson. Thank you. I was trying to talk about this motherfucker, man. Lamar Jackson. Mm. Shout out to Malo- Malar. <laughs> Shout out to Lamar Jackson. Why do they keep trying him? He's a quarterback, guys. He's a quarterback. He throws the football. And I want to see him with the football. I want to see him play. I want to see him start. That's what I want to see. I want. To, I want to see him get an opportunity. You know, not get downplayed and oh, you know, practice. And I don't want to see nobody try him. We saw what he did in college. He won. You know, obviously, you can say that for a lot of people like Tim Tebow. You can say that for. Unfortunately, yes, <laughs> Justin is giving his damn your right face, uh, but. You know, if you ball out of college, you, you know, you, you're going to get the credit due. You have to do it in the league, and Tebow got an opportunity. Why not give this guy one if uh, he necessarily wasn't a better all-around player than Tim Tebow at the quarterback position because his leadership skills and, you know, toughness, mental toughness, and just the will to win that Tebow had, I'll give that to him. But actual talent, getting guys to miss, making good throws, um, you know, not having – so many interceptions both the years. 
you got you got to really look at it and say, listen, since Michael Vick, nobody has played like this. And that's just facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we're not talking we're not talking Pat White. We're not talking Dennis Dixon. We're not talking we're not even talking Vince Young. Because Vince Young is dual threat, but Vince Young is not elusive like Lamar Jackson, like Vince um Mike Vick. Mariota wasn't even as elusive. Well, I mean, the jury's still out for Deshaun Watson, so we're going to have to wait and see next season, which um, will be interesting. I respect Deshaun Watson more as a, a mobile, a dual-threat quarterback, but, like, I don't know. I think he's on another level. I, I feel like he can potentially be better than Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? Like, these, these guys are, like, video game guys. You know what I'm saying? Deshaun Watson's a video game, but... I I don't I don't I didn't I don't see the Lamar Jackson Michael Vick in his you know cutting style running style throwing style I think he's a way better thrower than both of them and I think he has a better uh, higher IQ than the both of them you know what I mean so I'm actually giving Deshaun Watson a lot more credit in this I don't I don't want to compare him to that in that sense we're all gonna see and we're gonna see what Deshaun Watson does next year he could have won the Rookie of the Year this year. And he could have been the best quarterback in the league for the whole year because he was when he played. Statistically, he was on he was he was on his way. Um, I'll tell you right now. I know like there's a lot of question marks going into this draft, but I feel like sure like sure shot a hundred percent. If Lamar Jackson is available at fifteen, the Cardinals have to take him. Yeah, I could see him with David Johnson. Larry Fitzgerald on the back For end of his career, bro. Like, I think years. I think Lamar Jackson in a Cardinals uniform. I think it it it's. Oh, you miss Bruce Arians right there. I know you miss him. You miss. But him. they need a quarterback, obviously. Yeah. I think. He's yeah, they man. got. I they think got he's quarterback man. problems, and they got three quarterbacks. <laughs> like, and they're all trash, and they're all about to be free agents. I think in Arizona, that's your man, and I think he will be available at fifteen. I think so too, and you know. Teams like, you know, Miami, looking for quarterbacks, but are they, do you want to settle so high for Lamar Jackson? You know what I mean? I'd, you know, I'd still believe that there is a chance for him to go second round, third round. You never know. Um, I hope a team jumps on him because I feel like the potential is there. Do you know that you're going to, you know, it's scary. It's a first round. It's a, it's a heavy first round, like we were saying, and a lot of teams are going quarterback. So you have a chance to grab a premier athlete, premier player in this draft. Do you want to really bank on, you know, this guy who you got to look at the pro day. You got to look at the combine. You know, you, it's going to help because he's going to be throwing with it's, it's not game speed, but it's reality check speed. You know what I mean? So that helps. It's going to help. And, and team, the team that grabs him is going to grab is going to grab him confidently, in my opinion. I don't feel like a team is going to, like, let's take a shot. You know, I think it's like we're all in. Lamar Jackson's our guy. Because if he gets picked in the first two rounds, I think that's too high to to just let him, you know, figure things out. Like, you got to give him a chance mm-hmm. if you're going to go first or second A player like round. that. Yeah. You see, like, you see what happened, like, with Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God, I fucked up. Ugh. You see what happened? Like, honestly, they should have just played him from the jump. Yeah. They shouldn't have just waited, let him But then sit again, there it's like, it's like you know, you never know. You know, the story's always written a certain way just because. And you never know that if Deshaun Watson came in first game, you know, he, the rookie, rookie jitters get him, you know, and he, you know, has a horrible game or a horrible start to his career, you know, 0-3 or something like that. The Texans weren't the best team in the league, and, and he kind of – made them look good because they were doing bad. They didn't have a quarterback, and he came in. He won a couple games, and he showed that with his potential alone, we can be good, but that team isn't all around. Well, they weren't healthy last year, so that kind of hurts them too. Um, But they're not one of the greatest teams. He came in and single-handedly brought them to, you know, top of the division, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's not a lot of players that you find like that. And not a lot of people thought Deshaun Watson was going to do that. Mitchell Trubisky would not be playing for the Bears right now if people thought Deshaun Watson was going to be that good. You know what I mean? 
That's why it's a draft. It's a draft. It's a lottery. It's, 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 you know, you get, it's like picking, picking a name out of a hat and just working on that. No, I thought it was very disrespectful to say that he should play wide receiver or think about, because like he said, I, I love his response because he is a quarterback. I mean, I think the problem with, you know, with people in football is that we're so used to this, you know, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Drew Brees, like this, this drop back in the pocket passer. Right. But the game has evolved so much, and especially at that position. I mean, you have people like Cam Newton, yeah. like, you know, even Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson. Like, you have all these mobile even a quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Like, you have all these quarterbacks that are evolving the, the position. And Eddie yeah. Luck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's happened before. I mean, when Tebow came in, they wanted, they, you know, talked about him moving to halfback or fullback. And he said the same thing. I'm a quarterback. I mean, and you have to respect it. Now, I, like I said, obviously, Florida's my team. I love Tebow. But I have to agree. The best thing you could say about Tebow in the NFL is that he was a football player. And he kneeled for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Tebow, T- what was it called? Tebow, Tebowing. Tebowing, yeah. AKA taking a knee before Kaepernick, AKA praying, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Religious, not racial. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but as far as the actual quarterback position itself, Lamar Jackson does have a lot more intangibles. He is. Yeah, he checks more, a lot more boxes. He is, yeah, he is more accurate. He is more accurate on the move. He can stand tall in the pocket. He mm-hmm. can create, you know, plays. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but we've seen, like I said, we've seen it so many times. Like I said, we've seen it with Tebow. Look at Terrell Pryor. He was quarterback at Ohio State. Now he's playing wide receiver. Yep. You know, Antoine Randall. Like, we've seen it with. But this confidence, and I like this confidence in Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? We didn't hear from Terrell Pryor. Uh, we didn't hear him say that he was, you know, I'm a quarterback. You know, he was a, uh, an athlete that was coming into the draft when he got selected out of uh, Ohio State. And, you know, he wasn't complaining where he went. He was, obviously, Lamar Jackson's not some arrogant person who's like, oh, I'm not going to play for, you know. But he's just bet on yourself and double down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm, I've been doing this my whole life. I've been playing quarterback professional uh you know at the high school level really good i played really good at the college level i won awards for this why now do i have to stoop to your level you know what i mean let's meet me up here and i respect that and i respect everybody who who realizes that he's right you know because you can't ignore the talent that and and the videos you know the highlights are there so just go look them um and the heisman exactly and his stats were better the year after he won the Heisman. His stats were better this season. And he wasn't even in, like, consideration for the Heisman. That shit's just... The kid's a fucking stud. I love him. Wherever he goes, I'm copying his jersey. <laughs> I got it. You got a rep. He's from, he's from South Florida. You got you to gotta put on. Uh, another name that might be on the move. Josh Norman. Josh Norman. I just peeped that. They said uh, they might be looking to move on from him. Hmm. And where's Sua Craven's going to end up? Because I guess he's coming out of retirement now. He played like one year, retired, now he's back. I, I, got, I heard the Broncos get name getting thrown around for Cravens. Where will Josh Norman end up? He should go to Green Bay. We need a corner. Dolphins just traded. Uh, they got Robert Quinn. Fourth and a sixth round pick for Robert Quinn. That's good. Um, you know, Robert Quinn is a, is a solid, you know, defensive lineman. But to get a fourth and a six-round pick this year's draft, that's, that's good. Because you can draft his replacement in the sixth. You can, I mean, you can draft his replacement in the fourth or in the sixth and come up with another. I feel like there's a lot of talent in this draft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of talent in every draft. So just to get younger all around, too, that's what the Rams are doing. And, and the Rams are... They're, they're getting faster. Marcus Peters out there. Ooh. I mean, obviously, they're going to lose Tremaine Johnson. They could lose Tremaine Johnson. Um, they're saving a lot of money by doing that. Yeah, that, so yeah. it's it's smart. Um, I like what the Rams are doing right now. They're looking like they want to compete, you know, for years to come in the future. Might as well. They're about to, when are they getting a new stadium? So, since we're talking about free agency, let's address the big one. 
where does Kirk end up? It's so hard to say, man. Especially with the NFL being like so crazy at this point. I mean, Jacksonville Hot is take. off the list. Hot take. Where's he going? One pick. So Jacksonville's off the list with re-signing Blake Bortles. Uh, Washington is off the list with, you know, Coach Gruden coming out and saying it's just time for us to move on. Um, so that leaves Minnesota. That leaves um, Denver. Denver. Yeah. That leaves Dolphins, possibly, I've heard. The Giants. Giants as well. Why not? Cardinals. Why not? You know? Browns. The, Cardinals, the Browns. And the Browns is the other team that I was really looking for. Um, out of those teams, Denver might be the most aggressive pursuer with John Elway being the GM that he is and quarterback. Um, that And that, that'd be a good recruit to, you know, play for John Elway's franchise. You know, uh, Peyton Manning came over there and won the Super Bowl. Like, look what we can do. We're here for you. You know, John Elway is a player-friendly guy. And, and like I said, he's a Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame quarterback. So why wouldn't you want to play for his organization? Uh, Minnesota has good things going on over there. I, yeah, I, I'd go Denver. Denver. That's who I was going to pick. I was going to pick Denver. Um, but the, After thinking about it. The thought, the thought of Kirk going to Cleveland. Cleveland and then the Browns taking Chubb and Barkley with like oh, one and four, man. that shit makes me like salivate out of my mouth. The thought of that, like I'd be scared. I, I I'd be scared of the Browns team with with Nick with uh, Bradley Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Kirk Cousins, Duke Johnson, uh, Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, we got Miles Garrett, Miles Jabril Peppers, Miles uh, Garrett, Jamie Collins. Miles Garrett last season was the only player was the only player in the combine to have twenty five or more bench reps and have a forty inch vert or higher. And uh I don't know, Saquon Barkley just did that also, so they got might get some athletes on that team. That's what it is. They they got all those young picks. They just We were talking about that. Yep, right like around. with Cleveland, bro. They they just got a bunch of athletes but they got no coach. And no quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all on Denver. I think Denver would definitely be the best place for him to go. Like you said, you got Elway, Hall of Fame quarterback, knows what he's doing with that organization. And that's the, I mean, that's the ideal place to go in the fact of he would have the one thing he's never really had, which is a solid defense. Right. You have a solid defense, and you have a somewhat decent and solid run game because right. in Washington they've never had a true like this is our back right. they've you know it's never been consistent he would have a somewhat consistent you know he had C.J. Anderson in the backfield you got you know really good wide receiver duo and you know Thomas and Sanders right. so I think that'd be the well, best that's the most I mean do you do you move Sanders like Sanders is, is on the you know is on the trade hunt trade block and my thing is like Minnesota situation is really good too because to back up what you said you know have a defense Minnesota's coming off of an NFC championship loss uh, Denver a team that hasn't got there since I mean it's been three years but you know football things move quick last year they had a really poor year um, and Mike Zimmer, you know, Mike Zimmer, you're, you're weighing the coaching options when you look at Mike Zimmer or uh, Van, uh, Vance, Vance Joseph. Joseph, right? Yeah, Vance Joseph. And not to down... I'd rather play for Zimmer. That's what I'm saying. Not to downplay Vance Joseph. He's a good younger coach, um, but younger he is and, you know, a less experienced at the end of the day. Mike Zimmer's a really good coach. He's a, he's a grinded out guy and he wants to win, so... That's my rival, but I respect the hell out of him, and I respect the hell out of that team, bro. They they really turned that franchise around. And they lot they they have a new offense coordinator, so mm-hmm. they got they got a new system. Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray back there. Jarek McKinnon is going to be a free agent, um, but you still got Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, all Juan pro. Treadwell. Adam Thielen, yeah, that's Mister All Pro. So from undrafted scary, to All scary, Pro, scary. white boy. Yeah, and that defense. <laughs> yeah, and that defense is better, but. I mean, what I was hearing was Redskins might kind of do, I guess, what the Dolphins have done with Jarvis, give him the tag just to trade him. So, 
I mean, if that happens, I would really hate to see that happen because that'd be super unfortunate. But at the end of the day, it's a business, so you can't really fault them for it either which way. But I mean, but at the same time, if you're Minnesota, I understand that you can only you know get better making this move. But with the season that Case Keenum just had, I mean, do you really That's feel the need to go? And I mean, when you can make after like I said, the season you just had, when you can make everything around him. Better. Is Case Keenum a free agent this year? Yeah. Okay, so here's my thing. You might have other teams throwing a bag at him. True. You know what I mean? You never know. So you might be playing like, I don't know what Case Keenum's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Who's to say that just because we offer him this, he's going to accept it? He's testing the waters because he knows that we have Bridgewater, Bradford, and him to think about first. To, to dumb down to at least two and then negotiate with one of us. You know what I'm saying? So Case Keenum has to provide for his family at the end of the day and do what's right for him, be happy with his decisions. Although it was a match made in heaven this year with how he played, uh, you know, he, he might feel like shorted. He might feel, you know, we, we didn't get it done. Let me try a fresh start. You know, you never know. So as a football organization, you can't just you know, oh, we had such a great year. Yeah, come back. Um, it's a business. He's going to do what he wants to do, so you have to do what you know is, is you know, better for you. And that's not to wait for the next person. So it's, it's going to be interesting in a couple weeks. See this free agency. Like you were saying before we started, um, Packers GM talking about how aggressive they were going to be in free agency. Mm-hmm. I know the Colts, you know, we're, we're – uh, homegrown, we want to draft. Chris Bowles is a good drafter, and he likes to draft, uh, you know, and, and, and breed his own athletes and football players. So I, there's nothing wrong with that if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, At the end of the day, though, you got to be able to bring some dudes in, too. Exactly. You need some exactly. seasoned vets exactly. in that locker room. Somebody to, 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 to make an instant impact. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I have nothing against the draft and develop. Yeah, Obviously, my team, that's, that's like... I mean, your team and my team, yeah. that's our mantra. Yeah. Like, that's what we do. But there's a new regime in town now. Exactly. And apparently they're going to be more aggressive. I mean, it, what it really is is that, you know, you guys are a win-now organization. You guys have Aaron Rodgers. So, at the end of the day, you have a chance every season it's as long as you have two healthy receivers. Championship or bust. So, with that being said, you can't sit here and, oh, you know, homegrown, draft, draft, draft. You guys need you need guys that can produce now. And like a Mo Wilkerson you were talking about, mm-hmm. this guy's get in, make a run in the playoffs. Like, you guys draft a D lineman that's projected to be as good as Mo Wilkerson is. You don't know how that's going to pan out. You know what I'm saying? You know that what – obviously, you don't know what another player coming to your organization is going to do, but you have a higher – Understanding for how he plays in the NFL already, you know, as you said, season bet. So, yeah, that'd be a nice addition to that D line because we already have. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people might not know this, but Kenny Clark, who we drafted out of UCLA a few years back, maybe two, mm-hmm. three years, he was our first round pick. He was graded as a top fifteen D lineman this year, and obviously Mike Daniels was mm-hmm. as well. So that the you know, and then you bring in uh, Mike Pettin, and then you have the possibility of bringing in like a mid-tier cornerback through free agency. Probably yeah. draft a guy too. They're talking about Josh Jackson from Iowa at fourteen. Jermaine, bring in Jermaine Johnson from fucking uh, L.A. Like, I, I think I think we might be giving Rodgers a nice little defense this year, and that's mm-hmm. what we need. We're we're like we have like the third best odds to win the Super Bowl right now going into it. So I'm excited to see how these next like two months are gonna pan out. And who you know what's crazy? Who's to say what would have ever happened with uh, Minnesota if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get hurt? You know what I mean? Mm. Do they win that division? I you know, no. Do they go on that reckoning? That's on that reckoning. That's like a big do? what if. You know, what that's I'm a saying? huge what if. That was last year, man. You got to focus on this year. So. I know. With that being said. J.R. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) NBA talk. Let's get into some NBA uh, before we wrap things up. What kind of soup was it, J.R.? We need to know. As long as it wasn't chicken noodle soup. You don't waste chicken noodle soup. Because if I got chicken noodle soup thrown at me, I had to start dancing. Chicken noodle soup. I started sucking that shit up off the floor. Chicken noodle soup. (laughs) Start fucking... Burning. Yeah, right. That's a fight. I'm surprised Damon Jones, an ex-Heat player... Didn't get into an altercation with J.R. Smith. 
Who throws soup at somebody? First of all, that's some evil shit. That's some that's some woman shit. You burn. That's some woman shit. That's that. some yeah. Like you boil some water and, <laughs> and throw it at him when he's sleeping or something like. That's a waste of soup. Super's I'm big trash. on soup. No, soup is trash. Soup is trash. I'm leaving. Get the fuck <laughs> out of my house. Soup is trash. Listen, listen. Broccoli cheddar soup, fire. Listen, fucking South, uh, fucking, what is it, Mexican shit, Southwest, you know, style soup. That's a little racist, but. <laughs> it's actually. They were calling. Okay, on, you know on what? On Twitter, they were calling cereal <laughs> breakfast soup today. Yeah, you made me feel real bad. Uh, no, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> they were calling I'm cereal. I'm allowed to say that shit, man. I know. They were calling cereal breakfast soup on Twitter today. It's reasonable. Breakfast soup. Cereal's the most fire shit that you could fucking eat in your face. Yeah, you can't even call it nothing but breakfast. I mean, but cereal. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they but call breakfast. it, but breakfast soup. I mean, um, that shit's not just breakfast. You eat that shit 24 hours a day. Yo, no Danny, matter what time it is. But uh, my homeboy, Jeff... Told your homeboy Ricky was good. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> figure it out. Figure it out. Right, My homie Jeff told your homie Ricky what's good. He actually showed him what's good. He didn't tell him nothing. And then Twitter fingers came for Jay Crowder. Oh. Yeah, Jeff and Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, yeah, Ricky Rubio uh, was taking pictures with the fans uh, in the third row today after Jeff T. Fucking <laughs> shoulder mopped his Open ass field tackled his ass. Little did we in, know. Into the Wolves bench. Jeff T was doing a little combine too. Jeff T played <laughs> strong safety in college. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, what was that about, man? I mean, we seen Jeff T literally listen to this. Shout out to Jay Crowder, man. He's a real one. And his dad was in the stands watching him. Dude. Yeah. His dad's a jazz man. Uh, that's 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 a bitch-ass move. Yes, I mean... The fuck you, the fuck you doing he's that heated. for? He's basketball. He's heated. And you don't shoulder check somebody into the fucking yeah, but front what's, row. What's wrong with uh, Jimmy Butler over here tweeting five minutes because... That boy better worry about his meniscus. Yeah, right? He's not even playing. He's over here tweeting about the game. Like, get the fuck out of here. How are you going to, like, I I mean, I understand, like, supporting your teammates, blah, 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 all that bullshit, but your fucking teammate just shoulder-checked a man, like, running full speed down the court, like, into the stands, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I like to see. Like, that's just, just a, that's a bitch-ass move. Well, you know what Drake said. Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. <laughs> Jimmy Butler got the Twitter fingers. Shout out Devin Booker. 39 points tonight. They lost? Um, <laughs> yeah. Because Westbrook dropped 48 yeah, in the lost. same game. Almost had a triple-double. I think he had like 14 assists too. By the way, Carl Towns was ejected alongside Jeff Teague for that uh, and his role in the altercation. In Warrior News... Kevin Durant said he's waiting to see who signed or who wins the next championship to let uh, everybody know who he's going to sign with. Man, he's trolling. Well, he's not uh, if that <laughs> if that's the case, then he's going to stay in Golden State right, because they're going to win yeah. this he's one. Telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not lying. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pick up his player option. He's gonna be like, see, I wasn't lying. All right, so let's talk about. This thing that's been on my mind since it got brought up. Speaking of championships, we talked about it a little bit before. Adam Silver proposed after this new All-Star Game format of drafting players and whatnot, proposed a new playoff format in which they would do, like they do now, eight from the West, eight from the East. But when it gets time for the playoffs, they would do a 1-16 to seeding to, I guess, quote-unquote, ensure that the two best teams played each other in the end. Uh, That's I mean, just whack. It's, I don't think it's whack. I think it's evolutionary. I think it's, it's something new. Do I agree with it or like it? No. 
Do I think it's whack? No, because the concept is, like you said, to try to get the two best teams to play each other for the championship as opposed to the Cavs versus the Warriors <laughs> every year. Um, no, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to do it, I think you should do it, you know, like I said, power rankings. Top 16 teams, it can be 10 West teams and 6 East teams, you know? Mm-hmm. What's the point of splitting it as to the top eight East teams. I mean, you're, ba- you're, you're like, you're giving the top eight East teams and the top eight West teams, and then, you know, you're going to sort them out from there, right? Correct. But then it's like that, that, that 16 seed that's up one game on, you know, the 17 seed. You know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. This is just weird. Yeah, like it's I, just different. I don't think it's. I'd rather the NBA keep that traditional style playoff that they have going yeah. on. You know, it's 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 what we know. It's what everybody knows. And I don't think if we're gonna change the game, that it should start there. I think we should start at. You know, if you want to change fucking time, I don't know if you want to change it. Shot clock violation or something, but I'll just change the playoffs. Yeah, no, they, they, there's no, no good reason that anybody could give me why they think that's a good reason to, to do it. I just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. There you go. Well, I think what they're trying to do, because, I mean, it's like this either which way, you know, the West has been, I guess, the most dominant in the past couple seasons, but... At the same time, I agree. Like, I mean, I can understand where they're coming from with this. But like you said, it's like tradition. Like like you said, every year, you know, the East is going to play the West. Same thing in NFL. Same thing in MOB. It's just tradition. But, I mean, I think it's fine with doing it for the All-Star game because it needed to be revamped because it's been, you know, falling off. Because, I mean, at first, everybody's like, oh, you know, putting up so many points, shooting threes, dunks entertaining for the time being and then it's got to a point where like okay I mean it's like how hard do you really want them to go during the all-star game but at the same time if you're gonna do it you might as well at least you know try for something so I mean I don't know do I think I agree with LeBron I just just know Adam Silver is you know about that life he's about pulling that trigger and and changing it up and trying something out 100% so I mean, I think he should focus on, you know, letting mar- uh, marijuana be okay to use before he switches the playoffs. But that's for another rainy day. Um, J.R. J- Smith wouldn't be out here throwing soup. They, <laughs> let, him, they let him smoke a blunt be eating the before soup. practice. Uh, Justin had a few questions. Because last week... The man's I, right here. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm going to read them. Well, we did address the one about the, the playoff picture. Right. Bet. And now, bet. Basically, he asks. <laughs> we're gonna act like it's not even. <laughs> Justin <laughs> said, due to the, due to the recent findings in the NCAA investigations, do you think more players will choose to go overseas rather than playing for a college? It's a good question, bro. As always, um, Danny, want to give your thought? See, this is where I think uh, the NBA needs to kind of speed up the development of the G League. That way they, the G League can just come in and take over so that these players don't have to be fucking uh, squeezed out right. by but, the NCAA. But, but it's not like that. And right now it's either go to college or go overseas for a year and try to figure it out from there. So... Do you think, with the recent findings, kids are going to keep going to college at the same rate, or it's going to decrease and kids start going overseas more? If they're getting paid, I think they're going to stay in the States and play and play at these schools. Well, it's not necessarily... Okay, it's illegal for them to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Technically. It's, it's, so it's, it's, it's one of them under-the-table under table things. If whoever's getting paid, you, you don't even know. But just in general, like, me personally, I don't think that 
it's going to spike too much, you know, with kids going to, you know, not going to universities with these findings and, and going uh, overseas. You got to think about this. Uh, a lot of these kids, you know, are, are whether their their backgrounds aren't the best, whether they're financially not as, you know, stable, whatever their story might be. Some kids, you know, are and some kids come out of college like Lonzo Ball and where you know, money's not the issue. They're just playing basketball for the passion. And a lot of people, you know, even though money is an issue, they still have the passion for basketball. But knowing that they're trying to get somewhere for their family or, you know, the circumstances, it helps. With the NCAA being as corrupt as it is or, you know, as, as much of a scam as you want to call it, the attention that it brings these athletes is, is, is nowhere else to be found. You know what I mean? LaMelo Ball is playing ball right now for one of the worst teams in Lithuania. And he's going off for 46 points some nights. He's going off for 30 sometimes. He's, we don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Um, the hours are different over there. Nobody's watching the games. March Madness is one of the biggest things in sports. And kids grew up, kids our age and kids maybe a couple years older than us and Definitely kids younger than us have grown up to wish to be in March Madness and, and hit a game winner in the tournament. You know what I'm saying? Move on and, and things like that. So it's hard to see, for me, it's hard to see kids like as much as they might not want to go to school, you know, they still have the one and done. So they can only do it's like a sacrifice. Like I could sacrifice going to school for one year. First of all, you're on scholarship. So I can sacrifice being on scholarship and, and playing for the NCAA for one, my mainstream attention that I'm gonna get, my uh, draft stock that if I produce how I should, uh, you know, my draft stock's gonna stay high because ESPN and all these networks are, are covering me daily. I get a chance to play in March Madness. Um, you know, my school is sponsored by Nike and I'm getting, you know, there's just a bunch of benefits and you get to travel with the team and, and, and do all these things that college athletes get to do I mean I'm not saying that they're wrong for not you know for for understanding that the NCAA is corrupt because it is and you know they're making money off these kids and the kids can't make a dollar but do I truly think that you know they're, they're going to start really boycotting the NCAA and doing something else about it unless the NBA does something about that and 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 build something here in the states for them or, or Lonzo Ball or not Lonzo LeVar Ball excuse me actually goes through with what he wanted to plan. I don't see kids going and traveling, you know, 5,000 miles across the streets, you know, away from their families. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I just do it like the MLB does it. Either come straight out of high school or just go, go mm -hmm. play in college. Mm -hmm. Like give the kid, give the kid the chance, like the choice yeah. really. Like yeah. it, I just don't like, you know, I don't like the whole idea of, of these kids being able to come into the NBA 18 years old. Like, you have Kobe Bryant, you have LeBron James, you have Dwight Howard, you have, you know, Kevin Garnett's, but... Then you got the Randy have, Boys and the Sebastian Telfair. You know what and I mean? And, and, Kwame Browns. Yeah. And like, Harry Giles. Like, these dudes aren't ready yet, you know? And, and Josh Jackson, like, you're not ready. The Suns just wasted a pick on Josh Jackson, in my opinion. Like they could, have, had, they could have Donovan Mitchell. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> no, serious, serious. They could, um, yeah. they could have had Lori Marketing. You like? I just think that the kids need somewhere that they can develop comfortably. Um, you know, around like like a, in a professional city, uh, setting. You know, the NCAA. The the court is 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 small. The three point shooter the shooting arc is closer. The shot clock is longer. You know, it's one of those things where we question high school, like, why are we doing this if we don't use this in the real world? Like, why are they shooting closer? Why are they using a longer time? Why do they only have two halves in the game when this is not getting them ready for the actual NBA setting as opposed to the G League and the normal NBA regulation rules? So, And, and I know the question I said about, you know, overseas, because that's really the only other option besides going to college, but... I do think the best option that should be made available is the G League. LeBron said it. Mm -hmm. I know Danny thinks the same way. It's like 
the NCAA, let's be honest, it's basically modern-day slavery for these kids. You're, they can't sign autographs. They can't do anything without say-so. Right. But meanwhile, the NCAA brings in how much money yeah. a, a year? So it's like, I, I agree with Danny completely. Like, give them a choice because you have people like Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons openly said how he hated it. Mm-hmm. He hated with a passion having to go to school and go to classes knowing mm-hmm. that he was going to play basketball. That's yeah. all he wanted to do. He basically just came out and said it was the biggest fucking waste of time. Yeah. And now, okay, here's my thing. I'm not telling you that you guys are wrong. My thing is that your question was, do you feel with the findings in the NCAA that kids are going to stop going to the NCAA as much and start playing overseas more? Right. So do I agree that they, the G League should allow kids to come straight from, from, from high school? Of course I do, you know, but that's another conversation. Right, right. Do you believe that the NCAA is going to have less players wanting to play for them because of these finals? No. That that's uh, real, that's, like, that's my realistically that's my realistically no. To answer the question, yeah. I don't. You know what I mean? I'd rather play in. Uh, of course, in I can NCAA give you another option and 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 tell you you know this could be better than that, but. Just answering your question, you know what I'm saying? No, no, that's no, that's true. That's very true. So, no, good question. Um, I guess that wraps things up. We're gonna get into this March Madness. Uh, it's coming up. We'll stay tuned for that next week. Make it a fun one. Um, it was fun. Thank you for having on, Justin. Of course, pleasure as always. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. I'm excited to talk some March Madness. <laughs> There's something else to die for Spend a day to get my mind blown Dress it up and go to NASA 200 miles on the dash Got a roller pound up a gas Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids We the one that kept it cool With all these niggas till these niggas start acting Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie Nigga gon' let him have it We ballin' like the Marsh Madness All these cops shoot a nigga tragic Only one that livin' lavish Like I'm playin' for the Mavericks I don't want it for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average Dirty money in the cook, 45 by my good When young nigga in the cook, take you out for some joints Just count this money, no rush, I'm on the one way flushing Loud pack smelling mustard, these fucking police can't touch me These bogus police can't touch me, these fucking niggas can't touch me Apply the pressure with the VBS, I drive the phone like it was a ship Drive the phone like it was a ship Fuck a cougar like she holly bear Future hands is dirty, spry and legendary Ready something else to die for Spend a day to get my mind blown Dress it up and go to NASA 200 miles on the dash Got a roller pound up a gas Put your lanes in the Grand Rapids We the one that kept it cool With all these niggas till these niggas start acting Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie Nigga gon' let him have it We ballin' like the Marsh Madness All these cops shoot a nigga tragic Only one that live in lavish Future here just dirty, spray legendary. There's something else to die for. 
Spend a day to get my mind blown Dress it up and go to Nassau Two hundred miles on the dash Got a roller pound up a gas Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids We the one that kept it cool With all these niggas till these niggas start acting Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie Nigga gon' let him have it We ballin' like the Marsh Madness All this cops shoot a nigga tragic Only one that livin' lavish Like I'm playin' for the Mavericks I don't want it for the bitch